Welcome to the Park Podcast, where dialogue across difference is vital to community wellness. I'm Dr. Leah Howard, your host in the space where open dialogue, the free exchange of ideas, and civil and robust expression of divergent views is valued. Here we will explore the research, the practical applications, and the benefits of effective, ethical, and civil dialogue in a diverse world. We hope to model respectful conversation that accurately and authentically frames contentious issues, hoping to reach an ideologically diverse audience. Hey, Penn community, are you in an unlikely friendship? A friendship that for some reason surprises people? If so, we want to invite you to submit your friendship, a group of two to four people, to be considered for the Park podcast. Just go to the SNFpedia website and look under the Engage section to fill out a survey there. For Series 5 of the Park, we're calling on the entire Penn community, students, faculty, and staff, to gather some living examples of unlikely friendships. We want to study friendship and learn about the qualities and characteristics that are embodied in and kindled by unlikely friendships. What does it look like to develop a friendship with someone who may be different from you in some way? Does it cause you to grow socially and intellectually? And if so, how? For our very first interview in the series, we are joined by Penn seniors in the college, Layla Shadid and David Garnick. Here they explain their friendship to us, why it is unlikely, and what they have learned from each other by bravely entering into hard conversations. They are wise and kind, and though they are describing their particular friendship, there are many larger lessons that can be gleaned about how friendship contributes to our well-being. Welcome, David and Layla. Would you tell us a little bit about who you are, giving us your name, your major, maybe your hometown, or anything else you'd like to share? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So my name is Layla, and I am a double major in Middle Eastern Studies and Sociology. Um, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts originally, and I'm from, I have roots in Lebanon as well. And my name is David Garnick. I am a senior as well, studying urban studies and political science in the college here at Penn. And I'm from outside of Philly originally, um, and excited to be here. How wonderful. Well, welcome. Will you tell us a little bit about why your friendship is an unlikely friendship? Um, I was just joking with David about this, but um, we have like we are such similar people. And so it's funny to think about us as an unlikely pair. Um, But we came together because we wanted to learn about each other's um, identities and backgrounds specifically related to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And we met in sophomore year. Um, David reached out to me And we had an incredible conversation. Um, I was about to leave and go to Palestine for the summer, and he was going to Israel. Um, And we had a conversation about, you know, our upbringings and um, our points of view on this very complicated conflict. And um, since then, there's much more to say, but since then, I've, I've learned a lot 
from each other. And so I think that's what makes us unlikely having, um, you know, come from different ends of, of a spectrum on this issue. But David can say more. No, I think, Layla, you're, you're exactly right. And it is so funny because I think if you just put us up next to each other without knowing, right, our backgrounds or sort of our connections to the Israel-Palestine region and our, sort of our academic interests associated with that, we're just two Penn seniors who are funny, young, excited, queer. And so we have these shared identities that kind of foster our relationship in some ways, right? Um, but still, it's hilarious just to think that we're an unlikely relationship and unlikely friendship and we have so much in common that would make us good friends um but yeah I, I think Leila's right I think our relationship is really uh, the inception of it was that sophomore year when I thought that you know it would be an amazing opportunity to speak with Leila someone who I have heard is um you know an activist on campus um and Leila will speak about her background but she's the um, president of Students Against the Occupation. And so I thought, what a wonderful opportunity to be able to sit with Layla. And, you know, before I embark on my summer journey to Israel, to really hear what she has to say and sort of educate myself um, on her experiences and the work that she's done at Penn and abroad. And so it's just funny to think now that the friendship that has blossomed started off in that way when it can be very much a polarizing um, issue to talk about and thing to connect upon. But Regardless, you know, we've kind of built this great friendship out of it, which is why I guess we're here today. I'm so glad to hear that part of your friendship story. And I want to just ask you a little bit more to, um, if you could tell us a little bit more about your friendship story and how do you maintain your friendship? Are people ever surprised that you are friends and, and what do they say? I think a great story um, to tell would be the one that we this journey we embarked upon this past summer um, really encapsulates the way that we work together and um, the way that we've connected. Um, when I was living in the West Bank in Palestine this past summer, I was doing a journalism fellowship with the Pulitzer Center, and I was speaking with children, families, educators, activists in Palestine, trying to learn about what childhood looks like under occupation. Um, and at the end of the summer, David was also there doing research for his thesis, um, which he can tell you more about. Um, but basically, we we met in Tel Aviv, and um, we had a wonderful day on the beach. And then he came back with me for the weekend to Ramallah in the West Bank and met a lot of my friends, um, saw the community that I'd been living in for the entire summer pretty much. Um, and that was such a powerful experience for me. Just, you know, we've had so many conversations since, but seeing like our conversation, that first conversation we had sitting outside of Hillel, um, sophomore year during COVID with like, you know, social distancing, um, going from that, from the Penn community all the way to the region that, you know, started this relationship. Um, and, you know, sparked this desire to have a mutual understanding of each other and our experiences. Um, and then we, we were there and we were together and we were learning together and we were talking to each other, um, you know, talking about some really hard things, um, some, you know, topics that I didn't, I didn't know maybe how to approach before if we hadn't been in, in the place, um, you know, where all of this is happening and, um, it, it was amazing. And I think we've, we've brought that back with us to Penn and, and tried to foster that 
mutual understanding and other, um, you know, areas of pen and, and show, tried to show people that, you know, you can have these hard conversations and this, this doesn't have to be a topic that is um, so off limits and so polarizing. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it, it was wild, right? I think Layla, you know, just brought that up. But the fact that here we are, two Penn students just in the middle of Israel and Palestine, being on the beach together um, and meeting her friends uh, from Palestine, which was such an eye-opening and amazing experience. And I think, you know, Layla entrusting me because of our friendship in coming with her to Palestine and sort of, you know, being a um, someone who is open-minded and being able to understand. And the fact that Layla, you know, trusted me with that is something I'm very grateful for um, and still am today because I otherwise wouldn't have had that opportunity, right? Um, and, and that really, I think, was a, you know, a great example of a way we continue building upon our relationship. And even during our senior year, you know, this, this issue, the thing that we're really interested in um, of, you know, bridging to polarizing groups like Israelis and Palestinians, like Leila and I have done with ourselves, like we, you know, see a possibility um, of a better future. And I think that's sort of why for senior year, we've been working towards projects um, like other, you know, things at Penn that we're trying to work on that have really been able to help us um, continue building our relationship and, you know, continuing to make the people around us, I think, a little, you know, bewildered at um, how despite coming from different backgrounds and being from, you know, me having lived in Israel and Leila having lived in Palestine, but, you know, continuing to work towards this greater good in this project um, definitely can get people confused, right? And I think it's so fun to watch because as Leila and I said, like, we share so many friendship qualities beyond just this issue. Um, and so... That, that's sort of, you know, one of the ways we continue building upon a relationship is caring about this issue and, you know, figuring out how we can continue it, you know, into this year and post-grad. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better and just add on to that. Um, yeah, people do ask some questions like, oh, you know, wait, how does that work? Like, how, how are you guys able to talk so openly and honestly um, about an issue like Israel and Palestine that is so closely tied to both of our identities in different ways? Um, and I'm very proud to have a friend like David, who I think has taught so many people, um, you know, around him that like, you know, we, we can listen to each other and he's taught me that as well. And, um, I hope that's, you know, a message that I'm bringing to people in, in my communities that I'm a part of is that like, you can have these, these hard conversations and, and you can really learn, um, you know, from your peers when even when they don't necessarily see eye to eye on, on every issue or have the same, um, you know, experiences, um, of, you know, within their family or, or the way they've been raised, like that, that's been really powerful for me. Well, Leila, David, thank you so much for sharing this. And I, I love how you've shared so contextually about how your friendship, what it was like at Penn and what it was like when you were in Palestine and Israel and how it continues to grow. And so as I'm listening to you, I've, I've heard the answer to this implicitly a bit, but I want to ask you explicitly, what are some of the things that you most value about your friendship and how does this friendship contribute to your well-being? You know, I think that as I was saying, the kind of trust element that we have between the two of us to know that we come from a point of wanting to, you know, have better understanding about our, you know, the things we care about respectively and the issues we do. And I think that when you approach our friendship with an open mind, 
you know that if you say something that, um, you know, if you say something that could be considered wrong or something that you maybe just don't know yet, we don't view each other with judgment, really, right? We're patient with each other. And I think that um, there's been a few examples, right? I think one is that Layla and I, Layla took me to a um, queer film cinema that happened during, uh, Layla, was that the Palestinian? Yeah, the Palestinian Film Festival. Exactly. And that that was a, an awesome experience where I think, you know, Layla having that trust in me, but that open-mindedness to bring me in um, really was an amazing thing that I think, um, you know, is characteristics of the relationship that is so valuable, right? And I think, yeah, it's the trust and the open-mindedness that I really find, you know, valuable. I, I could not agree more. I think that bringing David to Palestine over this past summer. I was obviously nervous because not only did I want him to feel comfortable, but I just, I didn't know what, um, how people around him would react. Like I didn't want people to say the wrong things. Um, I was really nervous to, to, you know, make this a fun weekend for everybody. Um, and he made that so easy. That moment, I think for me, just made me trust David as a friend, as a person, as an intellectual thought partner. I love to have um, somebody in my life who can challenge the, the way that the things that I think, but also we can have constructive conversations and, and work together and um, just learn a lot from each other. And I, I like respect that so much um, about our relationship. And I really, I really value that we are able to help each other um, develop as people. And I, I think that, you know, apart from all of that as well, David is one of the most, he has an incredible energy. He is amazing. Everybody loves him and he's so much fun to be around. And so apart from having this, um, you know, mutual trust and, and growth, we have so much fun together and, um, he gives great advice and he is an awesome person. So these are all things that I, I really love about our relationship. I didn't know I could blush on a podcast, but that's exactly what's happening. Oh, it's so great to hear you all talk about friendship. It's so wonderful. It's, I'm so glad to have you on, on the park here talking to us. Um, I want to ask you now about the Penn community. So how does the Penn community make it easy for friendships like yours to develop and grow and how does it perhaps make it hard for unusual friendships to develop and grow? Um, I would say that I think, unfortunately, when it comes to um, the topic of Israel and Palestine, Penn makes it very difficult. Um, it's, it's really unfortunate to me because I just, I see Penn very clearly supporting one side of this issue and giving very clear support um, to those students who share that um, point of view and really neglecting a lot of Palestinian students um, and, you know, censoring Palestinian activism in a lot of ways. Um, and so it's, I think that is another thing that makes our me David and I's relationship so special is that we were able to overcome those barriers that Penn has put in place. I think in a lot of other ways, Penn fosters a very diverse community, but are just they're lacking in this specific issue. And I don't think, you know, they're they're brave enough to 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 speak out or to have dialogue around this, even if it isn't 
you know, a point of view that they share that there's, it's a lot harder to speak up for Palestine, Palestinian human rights, and and feel comfortable in a space like Penn. Yeah, and I think, you know, this is a very uh, unique example. I think the way in which Layla and I relate, our relationship has, you know, grown among this very polarizing issue. And I think it's not a reality for people on both sides who might really feel strongly about this issue, whether it's, you know, pro-Palestinian activists or students on campus or pro-Israeli students or activists on campus. That's a very unique example, but it's, you know, it really goes to show that this issue, even beyond the Penn bubble, is it's just incredibly hard to overcome um, divisions among it, right? And I think of course, Penn is a microcosm for that. Beyond this issue, I think, you know, Penn, like any a lot of universities, it's unbelievable how they can bring different people together and create relationships from all walks of life, right? I mean, I can give you a ton of examples of students from all over who somehow are friends with X student or that student. And it's a really beautiful thing. I think it's what makes, you know, a place like Penn so special. But I think just like any place, Penn has its issues and it can be hard, right? As you go through the years here, right? Maybe freshman year is a lot of kumbaya and a lot of just, it doesn't matter who you are if we live on the same hall, like we are besties, right? And that's a beautiful thing. But I think over time, it can be really hard with the institutions that we have on this campus, whether it be Greek life, which is a big force here, right? Or whether it be people getting in their own um, bubbles or communities that they find that maybe they just are more comfortable in, right? Maybe more homogenous than what their freshman year dorm look like. That I think is the unfortunate reality as you continue through your Penn experience is it's harder to push away from that, right? And harder to find those unlikely friendships. And I think that's all the more reason why, you know, you need to continue doing some of the things that I think Layla and I share and find important, like curiosity, for instance, is something I didn't bring up in the last question, but I think Layla and I share our curiosity just as so many of the, my, our really intellectual classmates do as well. And I think curiosity is so key in building those unlikely friendships and going the step further to meet someone who you probably wouldn't have met otherwise, right? Because these bubbles can get really small at Penn. And I think trying as hard as you can to get out of those and find yourselves in different communities is any, it should be any student's goal, right? Because that's why we're here. We're here to meet different people and we're here to grow. And that I think is the, you know, really important and probably top way to grow is to foster these unlikely relationships. And, you know, I I hope students can just get out of their comfort zone a little more as they progress through their Penn education and do just that. This is like the most diverse place that you will ever be a part of just because there are so many people from different places, from different backgrounds, from different countries, beliefs, you name it. And so Penn does give you that foundation, but it's up to you um, to make the effort to meet other people and to be uncomfortable and to step outside of your circles and your beliefs and, um, you know, the spaces that you have felt comfortable in to grow and to create unlikely friendships. Well, all tremendous um, advice. And I just wanted to see if I could um, push you all to ask, give a little bit more advice to, to students who may want to have friendships that might be unlikely. How do they find folks? And how do they cultivate personal dispositions that might make them open to unusual friendships? You mentioned curiosity. Wonder if there's any others. I, I do think, you know, there are ways that students can be proactive in doing this. And I think one 
very useful way is getting involved in something you may have not thought you would want to be involved in. And just out of, you know, pure, like I said, curiosity, but pure, you know, um, with a goal of wanting to learn more, right? That can mean going to a speaker event you wouldn't usually go to. That could mean going to a GBM for Students Against the Occupation, even if I don't maybe agree with everything or if I am skeptical at first, right? I think it's entering these spaces that, of course, it takes a lot of vulnerability and is hard, but is probably going to be worthwhile. And you'll probably meet some kids like who share a little bit more than you may have thought on the surface, right? Um, I think one of the key things that I'm so grateful have to have learned more about, specifically through the SNF Padilla course I took with Dr. Howard um, on political empathy and deliberative democracy, but we learned a lot about the power of active listening and how you can actually be mindful too, right, while you listen and to really hear someone, not just hear them, right, and then move on, but take what they're saying and really reflect and digest on that appropriately um, to, you know, to really hear that person. And I think that's a great step in moving in the direction to have these unlikely relationships. Some advice I would have for freshmen or sophomores who are a little bit earlier on in the journey is like, make sure that you are constantly putting yourself in different spaces, um, whether that be joining a bunch of different clubs or, you know, trying to make um, multiple friend groups. Um, it's so important not to limit yourself to just, you know, three or four people for, for like your next four years, because you need to, to make different friendships to be able to like understand who you are as a person and different people bring different sides out of you and, and help you learn new things about who you are and who you want to be and what you want to do in the world. And I wish I'd gotten it as, as advice when I was a freshman um, because I think really quickly you want to find like one group of people that you spend all your time with because you feel secure at a time in your life when there's a lot of change and insecurity. But it's so important to, to yes, find your people, but find your people in a lot of different spaces and a lot of different ways from a lot of different backgrounds. Layla and David, you are so generous and so wise, and we appreciate your time with us. Is there anything as we wrap up, any other thing you'd like to share? You know, I'm curious, Dr. Howard, from your vantage point, if I don't mind, if you don't mind us turning it back on you and the hosts of this podcast, but what maybe you, why you reached out to us, um, why you felt that Layla's and my relationship was an unlikely one. I mean, I obviously it could be a lot of what we talked about, but I'm just kind of curious from your perspective here. Well, David, thank you for that. This is a fun opportunity to talk and, and be interviewed on my podcast. Um, I, David, to be quite honest, when I heard your stories of your trip to Israel and how you visited Layla and how um, your friendship grew in spite of, or maybe because of the different identities that you had, um, even though you share the identity of Penn student, I thought you would be um, the perfect uh, group to kick off our unlikely friendship series. I just, when, again, we would meet in person or on zoom and you glowed when you talked about your friendship with Layla. And I was like, that's exactly what we want to, um, communicate with our, our listeners here, that it is through, um, friendships that challenge us and, and make us brave, um, that we can then glow. <laughs> so yeah, again, unexpected question, but so, ex so appreciate being asked David and Layla. So appreciate having anything else you want to share with us though, before 
Um, well, now I'm blushing. Um, <laughs> but I just really, really love this idea. I'm so honored to be considered as, you know, to be included in this podcast and to be able to share this wonderful friendship that I have with David and hopefully resonate with with some people who, you know, want to connect with others who 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 are an unlikely friend, I guess. And I really hope that we see more unlikely friendships at Penn and and yeah, I just I'm I'm really grateful to be a part of this. So thank you so much. Well, thank you both so much. And I want to to tell our listeners we'll be back with another friendship soon, but I hope you've enjoyed listening to Layla and David as much as we have here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From Layla and David, we have heard so many benefits that unlikely friendships can provide. Unlikely friendships give us a particular type of thought partner where, according to David and Layla, we can be nurtured towards growth in a series of important areas such as having patience with each other, trusting each other's help, developing a more open mind, learning deeper respect for others, curiosity, active listening, having open and honest conversations, and finally growing in mutual understanding. You get practice in that safe and trusting space to talk about increasingly hard things, where, to quote today's conversation, no topic is off limits because of the friendship. And because of this, again, to quote our conversation, these kinds of unlikely friendship provide hope and allow us to build a better future. Thank you for joining us today. Maybe this made you think about a friendship that you have. If so, please respond to our call for unlikely friendships at the survey that you will find on our website under the Engage tab. Join us next time to hear from another group of friends that call their friendship an unlikely one. <laughs>